0: You're listening to Elk Point Baptist Church. Subscribe to our podcast to hear every sermon, and like us on Facebook by searching Elk Point Baptist Church, located in Elk Point, South Dakota. All right, Uh, Ephesians, I'm excited about uh, this uh, message, and I guess I am normally about others uh, as well, Uh, but I want to start just by reading the first 16 verses and We'll cover as much of these as we can tonight. I'm going to focus mainly, the emphasis is on unity, um, and that's pretty apparent as we read these verses, but uh, notice first of all, verse number one of uh, chapter 4. Uh, it's continuation. He's gone from teaching about doctrine to duty. There's a transition here. Um, we've been blessed and now we've got a responsibility. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. Uh, so there it is. That's the introduction. Walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all uh, we'll talk more about those verses uh next week, Lord willing. Um, and then he goes on to say, And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure... From whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth according to the effectual working in the measure of every part maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. Uh, And we'll stop uh, reading right there. we are not even going to get to uh, verse number seven, probably night seven through 16, but I felt that it was important to kind of get a, a grasp on the whole section here that he's talking about, the unity uh, that we have uh, in the church. Um, and so let's uh, let's go to the Lord and a word of prayer, and then we'll continue. Lord, I thank you so much, Lord, for the privilege of being here tonight. I thank you for these that have made their way out. We uh, do pray for uh, those that aren't able to be here tonight, that you'll be with uh, them, dear Lord. And, uh, but be with us, dear Lord, I pray that you'll uh, anoint me, God, give me power in the Holy Spirit of God to be able to teach your word. I pray you'll illuminate it. God, I pray that you'll speak to our hearts tonight, dear God, for after all, this Bible, the verses that we're looking at, God, is addressed to each one that's sitting here tonight and each one that's listening, dear Lord, and and so help us, God, to take it to heart. God, help us to hear your voice uh, and help us to respond to that voice. Help us, dear Lord, by your grace and through the power of the Holy Spirit of God to walk worthy of the vocation wherewith we're called. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So we're talking about unity tonight uh, and we talked about that in the previous week too. What we looked at last week was we looked at uh, the essential tools for unity. There's some essential tools for unity um, and that's what uh, the Lord gives us here. Now a couple things that I want to emphasize about unity is this. We've said it before that unity is not uniformity. Unity is not uniformity. Uh, in other words, unity comes from within, is, and it's a spiritual gift from God. Uniformity is the result of pressure without. Uniformity co- goes into, uh, again, something some of us, are, if maybe many of us have experienced in churches before, but churches can have a manufacturing type of attitude. Uh, preachers can uh, turn into uh, trying to manufacture people, and there's pressure put on from without to say, You've got to, this is the cookie cutter you've got to look like. You know, you've got to be, uh, look this way, smell this way. I mean, everything's got to look just right, and everybody, you know, it's got to be a certain way, and it's uniformity. And by the way, uh, and they'll make sure, because there, there's pressure. Have you ever felt that pressure? Yeah. And, you know, you go, and it's like, uh, You'll you'll be they'll let you know if you're not fitting into the into the form, into the mold that they're trying to produce. Um, and, and that's not the will of God. That's uniformity. Uh, and, now, and, and now that doesn't mean that some people don't have really good motives in what they're trying to do. I believe there's men with good motives uh, that, are, that have an idea of what they believe a child of God and a Christian ought to look like, and they really try to push that. I'm not justifying it, but I'm just saying it's not that the people have evil motives a lot of times in what they're doing, uh, but it's just that they're going about it the wrong way. Uh, Instead of letting the Lord do His work, uh, they're trying to step in and force the work, and they're forcing uniformity and not allowing unity to have its place. And so that's an important principle is that it's not about uniformity, it's about unity. And, uh, and so the, the, the essential tools for unity is what we focused on last time. So we're not going to spend a lot of time on that, but he gives us several, and I'm going to give them, we'll go from here quickly, verses one through three. Uh, first, he talks about lowliness, lowliness. Um, and, uh, and meekness. So, but, but lowliness speaks of humility. Remember, humility isn't thinking uh, poorly of yourself. It certainly isn't thinking too highly of yourself, but it's also not thinking negatively about yourself. It's just not thinking about yourself at all. Amen. And I know that's you know, we all think about ourselves, but you understand what it is. It's not uh, some people think, oh, I'm so humble because I think I'm such a terrible person. That's not humility. Um, that is uh, that's that's another form of selfishness, uh, in, in, really, because you're focused on yourself rather than Jesus and others first and then yourself last. Uh, so he talks here about lowliness, meekness. Of course, meekness is not weakness. It's power under control, um, and wit, go, what goes along with meekness is long-suffering, uh, which really, you know, I, I look at that word and say it means to suffer long, but it really has the idea of being long-tempered, long-tempered, uh, that, you can, uh, that you can guard your spirit, that you can have some measure of control over your temper. Um, in other words, you can, you can endure some things without always having to fight back. Um, And this leads to forbearance, um, forbearing one another in love. And of course, uh, that is, you know, 1 Corinthians uh, thirteen four, charity suffereth long and is kind. Uh, so forbearance. Uh, then it goes on to endeavor. And that's one of the things that I've talked about that's uh, been such a blessing to me in this church. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit of the bond in peace. That word endeavor literally means being eager to maintain or guard. Eager to maintain or guard. And that we, 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 we want to have unity. So these are essential tools for unity. Uh, these spiritual graces here. Lowliness, meekness, long-suffering. Because uh, the thing about accepting each other and loving one another as we are is that, guess what? There's going to be some faults and failures in there, isn't there? Uh, some of us are going to be a little obnoxious. Some of us are going to be, so, some of us are going to, uh, be a little negative sometimes. Some, some are going to have bad attitudes. Some are, you know gonna sulk and there's some people that nothing gets on their nerve more than sulking and somebody, when they're sulking, nothing gets on their nerves more than somebody trying to be happy, right? And it's all, all these different things, right? And trying to give you a sermon and trying to encourage you. Uh, by the way, I've learned that a little bit myself. I've learned I always want to try to give somebody a, a sermon. And I always want to try to give someone, hey, well, on the bright side, well, you know, a lot of times uh, th- there is a, a place for that. There's a couple things I want to emphasize in particularly. Uh, we talked at Ephesians 1 through 3 about the essential tools for unity and he goes through and gives those uh, verses 1 through 3 and then he gives some essential truths of unity some essential truths so there's some essential tools and there's some essential truths and here are the truths he goes into verse 5 and he says this well i'm sorry verse 4 there is one body one spirit even as you're called with one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father above all, who, uh, who I'm sorry, uh, of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. Amen. All right, so these are some truths for unity. Uh, and we're not going to have time to delve into each of these that much, but I want to hit these just at least a little bit tonight. Um, so there's some, some real important things to understand here as we start talking about unity. This is a vital section because this really applies to where we live, uh, today, as well as it did in this day. See, many people today attempt to unite Christians in a way that's not biblical, they, they attempt to unite Christians in a way uh, that, that's not biblical, or unite quote-unquote churches and things like that that's not biblical. For example, they will say, we're not interested in doctrine, just in love. Well, see, the two aren't mutually exclusive, by the way. If you're talking about Bible love, guess what Bible love is, by the way? It's doctrine. (laughs) I mean, in other words, the love of Christ, the love of Christians, the agape love is doctrine. Doctrine is teaching. Uh, Doctrine, see, it's the, the reason this section is so important and some principles in here as we talk about these truths of unity, essential truths of unity is because people would attempt to say, for instance, that doctrine divides and doctrine does divide, but the purpose of doctrine is to unite Mm -hmm. it's not being divisive saying there's one body one Lord one spirit one baptism what's that's that's not talking about divisiveness it's talking about unity Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's just agreeing on truth one faith and that's so important Uh, the two that I really wanted to emphasize I really wanted to emphasize the one faith and I may get to that each one could be emphasized each one you could spend a year preaching on um but but, but that's not biblical uh, because they'll say, let's forget our doctrines and just love one another. But there's some problems with that. See, I have, I, I've been criticized because I would not lay my doctrine aside and fellowship with somebody that teach, teaches a different doctrine, uh, even though their doctrine uh, about salvation is all wrong. Their, their doctrine about who Christ is is all wrong. Uh, and so, so in other words when it comes down to the fact that Jesus Christ died on the cross, shed His blood, and that you're saved by grace through faith, kept by grace through faith, and the whole thing. Um, And how, how can I agree? The Bible says how can two walk together except they be agreed. So how can I hold hands or put my arm around a guy and say this is my brother and we're one in Christ when this dude don't even preach the same Christ that I preach? When this dude is preaching some Christ that, you know, has to have Mary, for instance, to do the interceding for him, or uh, when this, when the Christ that this guy preaches uh, is not the one whose atoning work on Calvary saves, but it's baptism he teaches that saves and takes sins away. How can I say, you know, you say, oh, you, you are divisive, aren't you? No, I'm about unity. But unity's got to be based on truth amen, amen. so i 'm all about unity man you're looking at you 're looking at a guy that believes in love, believes in unity, believes in all this, but it 's got to be based on truth it 's got to be based on truth. can you imagine i mean uh, i, I don 't know why we, we get mixed up on this, but just just take any other field uh, of you know, profession or whatever. I was just thinking about the uh, about, about a medical field or something. Think think about uh, Doria wrapping her arms around some witch doctor in ten but two somewhere which is in Mali, West Africa. Did you know Timbuktu was a real place? Uh, but anyway, in Timbuktu, and I'm not being critical of any uh, doctors in, ten, in, in uh, Mali. Uh, I don't know them, but I, I'm just saying, uh, as I digress here and come back around, that my point is, if they're like trying to, you know, say, I don't know. Rattle some bones. Yeah, yeah, rattle some bones and this and that and the other, and Dory says, yeah, this guy's great. Well, no, because they're kind of saying two different things. They're saying, you know what, rattling these bones, thank you, Ron, because I had something else in mind. But <laughs> whatever it is, um, whatever it might be, it's like, what, th- well, that's not okay. You know, I mean, you, you, uh, th- they're not in unity. You, you don't have somebody over here that's trying to encourage people to stay out of debt. For instance, a financial planner, and he's trying to encourage you to invest, stay out of debt, uh, do this and that. Well, he's not going to come over here with the guy that's trying to get you to uh, take a loan out for anything so he can make all this money off uh, of interest and blah, blah, blah. You know, it's just like they don't go, there's just some things that don't go together. Um, And so I am all about unity. Christians are supposed to be about unity. This passage is about unity. Uh, But unity is a unity that's based on truth. And so, Paul uh, did not discuss spiritual unity um, in the first three chapters of the book of Ephesians. He spent three chapters uh, laying a doctrinal foundation. Then he says, now, based upon these things, here is our unity. See, what people love to do. Now, anytime you study the Bible, uh, in order to understand the passage or the book or a verse that you're reading, what's the big thing that you've got to be always looking for and always considering? It's a C word context always context because a lot of people just want to lift this out of context and then just try to apply it across the board and say yeah it doesn't matter what you believe man we're one body and one faith and one lord it's like well okay but are we agreeing on that jesus is the only way are we agreeing on these these other fundamental truths uh before we start talking about the uh, unity that we have. Uh, Now, that's not to say, again, we're talking about unity versus uniformity. Listen, in the number that we have here tonight, there's some biblical things that people in here disagree on, right? But there's no major biblical things that people in here disagree on. Uh, You know, there's people that may disagree, for instance, on, uh, you know, who, who are the sons of God that went into the daughters of men in the book of Genesis? Uh, you know, and, and and one of the things that stuck with Ralph is I I I used to use the terminology uh, that this is uh, this isn't a parking lot issue. In other words, this isn't an issue well, by golly, we're going out there and fight it out by George. You know, it's it's something that we'll get to heaven and you'll realize you're wrong. Um, and so, uh, but but but, uh, but I'll probably be wrong about some things too, maybe. But, uh, but you no, know, you know, I'm teasing, but. All I'm saying is that there's some issues that that are that we can agree to disagree on. There's some things. By the way, are we not still learning? Yeah. You know, and that's one reason we don't force people to believe certain things. It's like certain people have a question. You know what? Go study it. You know, you it, that's that's why we're not about getting up here and saying, "By golly, this is what we believe, and you better believe it." It's just like, no, you know what? Hey, go and study it for yourself. Go study it out. You know what? I'll go study it again. Let's get back together and talk about it. Um, and then we should have the Spirit because there's a principle uh, in Bible study that's the, that's the, human, the human willingness principle. That's a, a study in hermeneutics, which is just you know Bible interpretation. And it's just to say that if somebody's really willing to know the truth, guess what? They'll find the truth. Yeah, the problem with some people is they don't really want the truth. They, yeah. they, they've got a certain way that, they, that, that it's got to turn out. And if it's not going to turn out that way, they'll go find somebody that agrees with that. It's almost like people coming for advice sometimes. Some people, their advice is only saying, Pastor, can you just please tell me that what I've already decided is right? <laughs> That's all advice is a lot of times uh, for people. Uh, Winona, because well, it's, it, it's, it's funny, they come for advice, but if I don't just agree with what they've already made up their minds on, uh, they just go off and do it anyway, right? It's just like, well, he was an idiot. You know, I don't know why I talked to him for um, Or they'll go find somebody that will agree with what they've already made up their minds about. That's not always the case. I, I have people with sincere advice. But my point is, uh, that's why we don't try to, that's why it's okay if somebody raises their hand and say, man, I'm not too sure about... You know, it's a doctrine that some of us were like, what in the world? How can you not be sure about that? Maybe they just never studied it. Maybe they've never heard about it. Maybe they've never really thought about it. So I'm not going to get mad at that person just because they don't know. That's why it's okay to ask questions and, and go study something out and find it out for yourself. Uh, man, we are not about having a church that's, you know, trying to force you uh, into something. Uh, man, It's it, you study it out. And, and here's the cool thing. The things that we stand upon and preach, the things that I proclaim up here, on a weekly basis, or practice in my life, or whatever else, um, with the things that we're being dogmatic about, if you will. I mean, there's every one of these things that we have full confidence in that go study it. Go study it for yourself. Go research it for yourself. Because real truth... I mean, that's why you you always should be suspicious anytime somebody's trying to keep you in the dark about something. Because real wisdom... I mean, real truth is not going to be... you know, uh, t- turned away from the more you learn about it, uh, man, you will, be, you will be settled in it yourself. And, and that's how confident I am. That's how confident we are in God's Word being true. If you're serious, go study it. and Because uh, and, 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 that's what I've done uh, by God's grace and help. I've gone in and said, okay, Lord, uh, I don't want to make up my mind about what I believe, and then come in here and try to find some Bible verses to go along with it, God, I want your word to determine what I believe. And so even the things I was being taught in church, uh, turned out most of those things were true. But I did not accept them because I was being taught them in church. I accepted them because I went and studied and said, you know what, as much as I love this preacher uh, and and appreciate and respect him, he's just a man, I want to make sure that he's doing the right representation of the, is this what the Bible really says? Amen. Is this what God's Word really said? And, and by the way, you've got to be willing to go into God's Word and, 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 and let it say what it says, even if it is against the way you feel about Amen. it. Amen. You've got to, by God's grace, go in objectively and say, Lord, this is something that I've, I'm comfortable with the way i've learned this particular doctrine or whatever you know what you you know what you'll honestly find a lot of times unfortunately sometimes we're told about things but they're traditions of men that have been drilled into us and we use a couple verses to support them and uh but we've gone real we've grown real comfortable with these uh with these verses or these traditions um and, uh, and, and not only that, but it gives us, a, some, some of us, going back to the uniformity principle, some of these traditions or some of these misapplications have honestly helped us feel a little bit spiritual, and a little bit yeah. prideful. Oh, yeah. It's one of the little hallmarks. It's one of, the little, one of the little medals we can wear that, see, I really am spiritual. I really am a, you know, I I I I'm a real, you know, I'm a, I'm a big B Baptist or something to that effect, you know. It's like, yeah, where did Jesus talk about that exactly? You know, it's just like, but you 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 find a level of comfort about that or in that. So then you go studying. Okay, God, I just want to see what you say, uh, and you start seeing. You know what? That's actually not that big of a deal after all. Yeah. They sure made a big fuss about it, but. <laughs> What's the Bible really say about it? Uh, And that can kind of be, I mean, anybody else, that can almost be a little disarming, a vulnerable feeling when you start saying, man, well, that's not exactly, you know, not not that there's not truth in maybe the teaching, but it was so blown out of proportion and added to. Um, Okay, Uh, so uh, unity, a foundation, there's some minor matters that we can disagree on, Um, but the foundation of faith, unity that's built on anything other than Bible truth, is standing on very shaky ground. Unity that is not built on Bible truth is on shaky ground, um, and so it's on a very shaken, fa- shaky foundation. It Reminds me uh, in the Bible was it, uh, was it Ezekiel, but but there was a there was a prophecy, and he used the he used an illustration of untempered mortar that these people were using to build. Untempered mortar. In other words, they were building something, but they didn't have nothing to really hold it together. There's a great message uh, in that uh, that principle. But it's the idea that, that, it, that it's not firm and that it's gonna fall apart eventually. Um, that's why we do not make an apology for the Word of God. That's one of the great areas that the, the 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 emerging church, that I believe is the falling away quote unquote church of our day and age. That's one of the places where they err is that they want to be so uh, be so so much they claim to want to be so much about love and about unity and about acceptance, which we are about every one of those things. But here's the thing: is they begin to accept sin, yeah. they begin to love sin. We need to love every sinner because God does. You ever thought about that? It gets me when people try to act like they're not going to love some sinner. I'm like, Jesus loved that person enough to shed his blood for them. And you, and you don't love them enough to speak to them or to speak kindly to them. So what if they're a Muslim? So what if they're a homosexual? So what if they're whatever they are? So what if they're a mean drunker? So what if they're a, a, a very immoral, foul-mouthed individual? Jesus loved that person to go to the cross for them, yeah. and I'm and I'm going to snub up my nose to them yeah. and Amen. and treat them poorly or whatever. Uh, man, we're not about that. But here's because we love people. We love people uh, because Jesus loves people. But we don't love sin. That's, right. That's foolish. Uh, I mean, uh, we, sin destroys. Sin eats. Sin is what's keeping these people separated from God. We don't rejoice in sin, and we don't rejoice in our acceptance of sin. That's what modern churches do a lot of times. You know, uh, they they literally boast in the fact that they've got people that perform up on their stage that are that are actively in adultery or uh, are uh, have, have reputations of of uh, infidelity or or drunkenness or uh, other kinds of abuses or or some, uh, you know, of uh, of, of fraud or whatever. It's just like they rejoice in the fact that, uh, look at us, man, we're all about grace. No, grace, uh, the grace of God. The Bible says the grace of God that bringeth salvation salvation hath appeared to all men. I'm giving you Titus chapter 3. Uh, somewhere in there no chapter 2 I'm sorry chapter 2 verse 10 I think for the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men teaching us the grace of God it's appeared to all men so God's grace will reach you but God's grace also teaches you teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust we should live soberly righteously godly in this present world Looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. So God's grace, hallelujah, will reach you, amen. But God's grace will also teach you. So even in that verse, you see it. It's a principle in God's word. I'm going to reach you with grace, but I'm going to give you some doctrine here, and then that doctrine is going to change the way you live your life. And by the way, is that not the is not is that not one of the greatest things? Not only that God saves us, but then He empowers us to be Christians and live for Him. Amen. That's wonderful. I mean, what right have I to be called Christian? What have I? Uh, what right have I for uh, for for Doug to be able to walk in here like he did right now and talk about this man and 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 the, the different? Man, that's not me. Amen. I mean, what is that? Jamie. That's God. Yes, that's amen. all Him. That's the grace of God. Now, what, what if what if I had been out there? Uh, given into the thirst that he assumed that I had I uh, <laughs> promise you that I did not have you know what it would greatly it would greatly uh, hinder uh, my effectiveness amen yeah. and, and to be able to reach him and so there is some fundamental uh, tools and that's built on some fundamental truths and I and all that's just an introduction I guess I, I was going talk about uh, I was going to talk about one body uh, one uh, the, a, fundamental, a functional unity a fundamental unity and then a family unity. Uh, I'll close just because this ties in with this tonight, uh, and, and we'll be able to get into it next time, but I just want to say something real quick about um, the one faith part because that's important. One faith. Uh, each is important, but this really goes into the context of what I was just saying. One faith. One faith. What do you think of when you think of faith? Faith. I mean, and that's why it can be so deceiving because there's more than one meaning behind the word faith. Belief. Yeah, belief, which is, which really does tie in with what this one faith is speaking of here. Um, but it's not just, it's not talking about just, you know, a faith in God necessarily. It is sometimes, but in this context, it's, it's, Well, this faith, when the Bible says there's one faith, this one faith ties in with Jude. Jude. And no matter which chapter you turn to in Jude, I believe verse 3 of each chapter of Jude says, I'm teasing because there's one chapter of Jude, uh, but he says uh, that we should earnestly contend for the faith. faith. Earnestly contend for the faith. And here's just where this ties in, ties in at, okay? The faith. There's one faith. Faith, the faith, when it speaks of it in that nature, is, um, it's God's truth. Amen. Okay? A definition of it is the total embodiment That's good. of God's truth, of God's revealed truth. So in other words, it's doctrine. Yeah. It's what we believe. It's the Bible. It's, it's biblical truth. It's New Testament truth and Bible truth as a whole, but that's what the faith is. So when he says we should earnestly contend for the faith, he is not calling for us just to earnestly contend for preaching salvation by grace through faith, for instance. That is a part of it, clearly. But it's not just talking about that. It's saying, I mean, what are the warnings over and over again? Know this also, that in the last days perilous times shall come, and it goes on and it talks about uh, how, how that Janice and Jambres, how that they, uh, the, the, the priest that withstood Moses, and how that people have a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. Uh, the Bible talks about how that, that in the last times uh, also that, uh, that, that people will fall away from the truth. Um, and, uh, and, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to get the, the, the part about giving heed to teachers, having itching ears. In other words, the Bible warns over and over again about the watering down of truth. And, and, and the dismissal of truth and the, and, and the replacement of truth, the adding on to truth. And folks, one of the things that being a church as we are, being a church that does reach out to a lost and dying world, being a church that does uh, love people no matter what kind of situation they're in, we want to love them, we want to reach them, we believe God's able. Uh, being a church that loves people where they are, let me put it that way. Yeah. There's a lot of people that say, "Well, that's not being very biblical. You're compromising the truth." Yeah. Well, which truth? We're not compromising the truth of God's word because we're trying to obey the truth of God's word. Yeah. But it's interesting that uh, that that people add to this truth. Well, this don't need to be added to, folks. Yeah. Somebody said, "Well, God said to go this far, so why don't I just go a little farther?" Well, no, why don't you just stay with what God said? Amen. That's right. And that's not to say that you can't that we shouldn't go far for God, but you know. Uh, You know, people go to the left hand, people go to the right hand, and that's what I was going to talk about about those points when we look at one body, one faith, and all this stuff. Um, But what I'm trying to say is it's important that God has revealed the truth to us. Learn it, know it. The Word of God will change your life. Read it, memorize it, study it. Study it. Uh, If you read it, I promise you, if you read it and you pay attention, you're going to come across some verses every once in a while that you say, Wow, what was that verse about? That was interesting don 't leave it at that don't leave it at that. It at that. Mark that verse down. Mark a note. Uh, go back and study that verse. Look those words up. Um, you know and you've got to be careful with Google because there's you know garbage out there, and uh, I should say with internet searches in general, you know I don 't want to plug google uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> And they're listening and they're going to fix me over there 's no doubt uh, but anyway, uh, no but what I'm trying to say is you got to be careful with that, but I'm just telling you still, research stuff and you can find I mean dig in there, find something let, I mean learn the word of God, know the word of God, uh, know the truth, amen, and, and it'll set you free, but, but earn success for the faith and so we'll get into more of that uh, next time um, and then we'll actually get into the uh, the unity uh, these essentials of unity essential truths for unity uh lord willing on next week